What's up, what's up, what's up, friends, family, and fans? It is I, Stone Stafford, and we are backity back, 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 because we are blackity, black, black, black. <laughs> and that was wackity, whack, whack, whack. Yeah. <laughs> what up, man? I am here with my homeboy, Johnny Vaughn. It's a pleasure to be here with my homie, my ace, my... Ace Boom Coon. I wasn't going to do that. What are you calling the coon? I was going to say, ride or die. I was going <laughs> to do that. Ride or die. That's for sure. Stone. That's for sure. Uncle Stunkle Stafford. Ah, welcome to Life on Podcast. This is where we listen and inspire friends everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> I got to get the cadence up. It's going to be a little bit different when I had a hit because, you know, it's always a, it's like a tempo when I be like, but now it's not. Oh, everywhere. I know, right? It's gonna be, I'm going to get used to that. I'm going to get used to it, though. It's going to fit. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you. You can keep it everywhere. Today, we're going to be talking about how to attract opportunities. So back to what I was saying. Did you go back to our earlier podcast? He was me. <laughs> Stop being a person that sees the light at the end of the tunnel and you're just chasing the light at the end of the tunnel because you want out of the tunnel. It might be a damn train coming at your ass. Though. Back to what I was saying. What I was saying. How do you attract opportunity, man? So, so what you do first is you put the long stocking on your leg, you roll it up, and then you put your leg out, and then you stick your leg out in the middle of the street, and you whistle when the. Wow, so I was taxi. lost from what you do. <laughs> Jeez, I got to reset. <laughs> I feel like I ate ten gummies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, how to attract opportunity? So, I, I asked my um, I asked my interns. Mm -hmm. I said, "When does opportunity come?" And I got a lot. Of, yeah, I got a lot of good answers and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but then finally, I hit them back. And even though the answers were good, I had to let them, know, let them know that a lot of the answers were talking about how to prepare for opportunities and mm -hmm. how to how to be set and ready to go. But the bottom, the answer is, well, you answer the question. When does opportunity come? Um, so per, I always feel like opportunity comes when you fully sell out to whatever it is. So once you give it that commitment and you make that initial sacrifice to prove to yourself and universe or whatever that you are mm -hmm. on the path to doing your part, then it will show up. And when is that? Uh, oh, you mean like what, what actually, that's what I said, when you sell out, when you actually commit, when you make the decision to do something, then opportunity comes, I, whatever it is. I apply So I've sold it. out, yeah. I made the decision to commit. Mm -hmm. So right at that moment, bam, an opportunity is going to come? Yeah. Like right at that moment. Oh, you mean okay? No, Literally, I, I see so what you're saying. Like, when, when oh does opportunity come? Oh my god. Okay, I, I got nothing for you. I don't yeah, know. it's a three letter answer. Yeah, I don't, you I, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Right, mm -hmm. and that's the thing, and that's what I told you. You don't know when opportunity is going to come. Mm. So that's the whole. That's where we get the whole get ready. You never got to stay ready. Gotcha. See, we we getting way more philosophical than I was. I wasn't that. <laughs> I wasn't that deep. Yeah, I mean, it's the bottom line. Like, when does opportunity come? We don't you. know. Yeah, you just you, you just literally don't. don't know when opportunity is going to come, which is why you have to be prepared for it. Mm -hmm. But is there anything you can do to attract it, though? Yes. And I feel, yeah, I feel like there are some things you can do to attract it. So that's what we're going to talk about okay. with you guys today. What are some of the things, concrete things? Again, we don't, we don't, we're not trying to be ambiguous here. We're trying to mm -hmm. give you things you guys can listen to. Then once you turn off YouTube or you turn off your podcast, then you walk away, you can actually do this thing. Right. So what are some of the things you can do to attract opportunity? I'm going to start off with one. Okay. Because I know with me personally... I like to try to offer opportunities to people where I see this. Sure. And that is when you, when your, when your excellence and your consistency is demonstrated publicly. 
Okay. Like even so much so where I could be at a restaurant and I'm watching, say if I'm at a Burger King, right? Yeah, every once in a while I go to Burger King and get a Whopper. But when I'm Dang. sitting there, right? Oh we'll give him his letter A. Yeah, Scarlet there have been times, right. I can think of one time where I was just watching the guy clean, uh-huh. but he wasn't just doing the normal, I work at a fast food restaurant, sweeping, cleaning. He was getting in there. He was getting, he was getting it. Prince like, Akeem. He was, he was moving stuff, moving chairs. Prince Akeem at McDonald's. It, he, what he was McDonald's. getting busy. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah, he was Prince Akeem in it. That's what. Hey. And it was just very impressive to me. Right and I just watched him. And, and to me personally, I said, okay, that says something about that dude, okay. the way he was cleaning and stuff. Um, we had a waiter come up to us one time. This is at the time when we were thinking about hiring a full-time manager. And the waiter was so just detailed. I mean, he explained the meals and stuff. And then he asked us all these different questions to make that we were comfortable. I mean, he kept checking. It was a full place, too. But he was checking us every two seconds. He was just on his ish. Mm-hmm. And I told Ty, I said, he, he would make a great manager, I think, because he just seemed so attentive to detail. I love how you see so much in people because of small things. Because of small things. Because that's what it is. Like, I've been, I've been disappointed by the big thing. I've seen people be good at one thing, and those skills do not apply to anything else. That's possible. But that is absolutely possible. I, I do admire that you 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 take it one step further and you see. I, I guess you see the potential because I'm a, I'm a true believer of what you do in the little things will carry over into your big things. Okay. I've seen a lot of people prepare for the big stuff and they're horrible at the little things, yeah. the details, uh, which is actually kind of an issue that I have. Shout with out to Kim Kardashian who's myself. great at the big stuff and terrible at the little things. Oh wow! I'm just I'm just putting it out there right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Really so small little thing. So we actually asked him and said uh, we told him we owned Icon Studios that we were actually looking for a manager and we would love to talk to him, you know, and, and interview him, whatever. And he loved the idea, um, but then where his life was, what he was doing, his life stuff, it didn't fit. It's but yeah. he was very, um, you know, uh, appreciative. But but that was an opportunity mm-hmm. that came to him. Sure. He didn't know when it was going to come, mm-hmm. but it was what he did publicly: the the excellence and the consistency, the two together, not just being excellent. Because you can be excellent and be inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But you can also be consistent and be whack. Yeah. So that excellence and consistency, you have to, I always tell people all the time, someone is always watching you. Even when you think someone's not, someone is always watching. Mm-hmm. And so how you act and what you're doing is going to speak loud. So for me, if you guys want well, a way to try to uh, attract opportunity to you, be excellent and be consistent with it. And whatever it is that you're doing, it doesn't even have to be anything big. But somebody's watching you do it. Okay. I, I like that. That's the one I got. I think in that one, um, I, the excellence I don't think so much applies from my perspective because I see a whole lot of non-excellent people who are just consistent. Mm, and sometimes okay. that that cut in the rock, you do it enough, it's going to kick something in. And your mediocrity may be just enough So after you're persistent. Can I so. offer a Stone Stafford Dictionary definition of excellence? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Excellence is not perfection. No, no. Yeah. Excellence is the consistent striving for perfection. Okay. Try it, try and try and try until knowing that you're not going to achieve it. Not even, yeah. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's consistently, it's, 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 it's consistently right. trying to be perfect, knowing that you won't, right. but you, but you work towards perfection every time. Not, like, not, that's not what excellence is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I, I dig that. I can, I can get behind that. But I mean, yet, yet and still, I, I kind of stand by my, my statement and saying that consistency is more important than mm-hmm. if consistency is going to be your excellence then awesome cool. not unless you're consistent at being inconsistent then- <laughs> <laughs> that we can do without <laughs> i don't know it was like you get a million dollars you call somebody right now you know they're not going to answer the phone that's you need that person <laughs> um what my, you got you got one I, I do have one i i awareness is is mine um 
I had to come back last night. Mm-hmm. Well, we, 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 did a, we did an episode last night. Uh, I left my charger to my computer here. And last oh, night okay. was invoice night. <laughs> so I get home. I had 15% on my computer. I was like, oh, no, where's my charger? And I'm down to one charger now. So I literally had to come back up here. Okay. When I got here, uh, Rasby was in the parking lot. Okay. This is the third time I have bumped into Rasby in person in the last four months. Twice in the airport. Once here. At Icon Studios. At, once here at Icon Studios. Where we um, bump into everybody. Everybody. However, <laughs> but I mean, the places that I bumped into him, like airport here, airport in another city, coincidences like that, paying attention to the synchronicities can bring opportunity. Uh, um, he no and I had he and I had actually chopped it up. He dropped a single a while back, and a, a friend of mine was working um, on his on his um, publicity team for that. Mm-hmm. They were handling his marketing. Um, so it was, it was some eye connections to that. Um, some friends of mine was doing some stuff out um, on the last tour when they, they tried to do the, the comeback thing with, with B2K. So it was just those things popping up. Like, why is B2K? Why is Omarion? Why is Raspberry? Like, why does that keep popping up? And then when I started, ended up in the same places with a few, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Um, nothing has been fruitful from that yet, but he and I did chop it up in the airport one time. I was like, yo, this is where I'm at. That's what I'm doing. I saw you did the interview over there. He's like, yo, I want to do an interview over here too. Holler at me. So I shot him my number. He hit me up right then. We locked it in. So sometime in the future, that may come into something. Mm-hmm. That was just me being aware of the synchronicities of this is happening more than just once right twice it's the 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 consistency of this thing reoccurring Mm -hmm. maybe i should pay some attention to it okay um because when when you're kind of in that zone again that that energy that you start bringing to stuff um it will attract other energies you you start to bump into people who are on that same wang list that say what is same wang list oh wow wang length i don't know what a wang length is but that sounds pretty pornographic i haven't forgotten we're gonna keep we're gonna (laughs) like boomer wang (laughs) same wavelength as you um you you end up in rooms with people who are who are thinking the same working on similar projects moving in a, a similar direction in life um and a lot of times like it's like it may not even be the same feels that you're in mm-hmm. like i bumped into some people who work in tech that I, I don't do tech um but we were working on projects that were converging and it was like yo we should see how we can collab and then it turned into something of working kind of side projects together yeah. so so being cognizant of when these things that seem coincidental start to happen more and more and paying attention to those synchronicities and those things like okay i'm you know 10 seconds later or had I not forgotten my charger, right. not had to come back here, that third encounter would not have had. Like, those little things, those little happy accidents can generally tend to lead Pay to attention. So that's, that's my thing. I, I wake up every day because um, I mean, you're always going to see something if you're just paying attention to your day mm. that you weren't expecting to happen. Right. Um, if you've ever witnessed a car accident, I, whenever I see, and I, I see car accidents a lot, which concerns me mm. for a bunch of different reasons because it feels like I'm, I'm too close to those kind of things. Right. But it's it's usually on days like, oh, man, I forgot my ID and I had to run back in the house. Had I not done that, I would have made it through that red light, not seeing that accident. Like those, those kind of things. syndrome. Exactly, exactly. So um, paying attention to those little things and the steps that you take that got you into those moments that happen. Because if you, you miss them in split seconds. You okay. answer a phone call, don't leave the house, or you change your plans, you don't bump into certain people or you don't end up at certain places. So that's, that's my Be thing. Be aware. It's just awareness. You said something that was a beautiful segue into something else I was thinking of, and that is upgrade the value of your circle. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be a very important step on how to bring opportunities. Uh, I've I've talked about this um, organization I'm a part of, Cliffco, Mm -hmm. and it just continues to be just super valuable to me. Um, You know, with our situation with Tasha, the whole, you know, malpractice thing. 
um, had great attorney referral referrals come from that. Um, uh, a lot of different uh, advice and wisdom and stuff from things that I just even didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. Um, these are people that aren't necessarily in my wheelhouse where my career is concerned, but they still brought a whole lot of value and stuff like that. Uh, when I went, when we went to South by Southwest, mm-hmm. right, that was an opportunity that came from knowing two people from Cliffco, right. and they work in doggone in-home healthcare. Has absolutely nothing to do with podcasting or anything like that. Um, so you want to upgrade the value of your circle. Mm-hmm. Um, diversify. You know, every, if you do music, right? Everybody in your circle ain't got to be in music. Yeah. You know, it, it actually would behoove you to not allow everybody in your circle to be in the area you work in. Mm-hmm. Because then um, that echo chamber thing that we talk about, you end up getting, even though it could be different genres, you start getting one perspective of stuff. Right. A right. painter is going to see things different than a musician mm-hmm. or a singer. Um, you know, a sculptor is going to see things different than a painter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a stock investors are going to see things different than everybody. You right. know, have friends that are multifaceted. Be multifaceted yourself. Yeah, no, for real. So, um, so that's the thing that I have. Upgrade the value of your circle. Mm-hmm. You got another one? Um, I got a bunch of them. Um, but I, I don't think that the gravity of my other ones will be as big as, as that one. I think that's almost the pinnacle of it because hmm. we always talk about your net worth depends on your network. network. Um, so if you start there um, with, with focusing on just, and again, not so much going out targeting these people specifically for what can you do for me. We've talked about how that right. can be a pitfall. Um, bring value to stuff. Um, what I have found, and this, this is why I'm, I'm leading to this, <clears throat> When you publicly bring value to things, people will find you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this barber. I can never remember his name or his page. But he walks around and he's like, hey, and he, he finds kids. He's done celebrities. He's like, I'm a barber. Um, I don't want to charge you anything. But if you had a few minutes, I'd like to give you a free haircut. And he does kids all the time. Mm-hmm. And I always saw the videos of him doing kids. And he would just post them. And he would talk to the kids about, yeah, man, so what's your name? This is my, you know, he's like, my name is this. So what do you what do? You do? What are you doing in school? How are your grades? He just talks to them about every, everyday mm-hmm. life. And then he shares stuff that maybe he went through that they could be struggling with. And at the end, he gives the kids a word of advice. I love it. Maybe two weeks ago, he does one. He's like, hey, man, I'd love to give you a haircut. And it's freaking Jared Leto. <laughs> And I'm just like, who's Jared Leto? Oh, uh, he played the Joker in that really bad oh, Joker okay, movie. Okay. The, the actor Jared Leto. Okay, okay. Um, and it was I was I th- I thought about this specifically. So like every video I've seen, it's just been with regular people. He walks up to kids and he's like, "Yeah, I just want to give you a free haircut. That's all I want to do." And he records a video, and it's just an inspirational thing. And it led to, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure the Jared Leto thing was it was it was set up like it wasn't like him just walking up on Jared Leto. <laughs> but I mean, like his, it could have been. I mean, it could have been. It could have been. But I mean, there's certain things, like certain responses that people give that you're like, okay, that was. I feel like it was a. That was, was a plant. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was. It, it it put me in that mindset of I've watched these videos for so long. I haven't seen a celebrity yet, and it goes from regular person, regular person, kid, 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 Jared Leto. Right. And his his growth and his following was going with that, um, because he was bringing not only just giving people free haircuts because I mean, he's a dope barber, but I mean his words of advice. Encouraging mm-hmm. people, lifting people's spirits up in those days. He was bringing value to people, and that value brought value back. Right. So it's almost, I mean, all of that to say what you put out will will come back. So once again, get out of my head. I'm just my bad. You done touched on two I'm things trying. that I think go along with it, too. I'm going to stop touching. To I'm which st- one I should go first. I'm not trying to touch on things. I wish you would stop accusing me of that. I'm just saying. Um, 
<laughs> I really I need to talk to freaking Gwen. Either she's not doing something right or you not. I've been working a lot, bro. Man. There's some tension. So, <laughs> all right, so a couple things. One, the fact that he is out there giving haircuts to kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. To me, that kind of covers uh, two things. One is put yourself out there. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we always know that mm-hmm. opportunity knocks, right? Mm-hmm. But it still needs an address. <laughs> I do. I like that. So I don't you know, know what I'm saying? Like, like it still needs an address. So, like, it doesn't know. Like, so if you don't put yourself out there, like, you got to talk about what it is you do, uh, what it is that you have to offer. You got to mm-hmm. make that stuff known. You know what I'm saying? And it's not a sales pitch. No. Just like this guy. I'm a barber. Well, he puts it out there. How? By doing free stuff for these kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so now these people know that, hey, this is what this guy has. This is what he can offer. Mm-hmm. So now we know. Like when people ask you, like, how are you or what's up with you? Don't just be like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm cool. I was chilling, you know, trying to make it whatever. Like get past all that stuff. Mm-hmm. When people say now, how are you or what are you up to? I, I have a brief little thing of running through what went down. I was talking to a guy one time. He said, hey, man, I was checking in on you guys. Uh, what's going on? I said, yeah, man. I said, honestly, Tosh. Instead of being like, oh, no, we're good. Just kind of going through some things. You know what I mean? Trying to make it day to day. Yeah. That crap. Mm-hmm. I went on top. I said, yeah. I said, Tosh, just, you know, we just, they just cut every order. We're dealing with this. He's like, what? He said, call. And he gave me the name of attorney. There you go. I said, oh, okay. And it turns out they, they labeled this attorney the giant killer. Mm-hmm. And so I looked him up and everything. He's a really powerful attorney who someone I never heard of, whom I never would have gotten in touch with. And he's he a actually, part of your network through somebody else. Yeah. And he actually called the office on my behalf and told them to expect my call. Right. And man. so I did. So somebody yeah, put in your name in rooms before you get there, man, you put it out there. And so one, yeah, the network. Mm-hmm. So he's in my circle. And I didn't just answer. Hey, what's up with you guys with a, oh, you know what I'm saying? Just working, you know, grinding, whatever. Mm-mm. I told him exactly what was going on. So mm-hmm. I put it out there. Boom. And he gave me this opportunity to, to talk to with this attorney. Absolutely. So I think that part was great. And then the other thing you said, the fact that he's cutting these other, other kids' hair, it's the whole sow and reaping thing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So if you want opportunities, guess what you should probably do? Find someone to provide an opportunity for. Mm-hmm. And it could, I mean, right there, people might get scary because like, well, I don't really have a job for somebody. Or I don't really have an opportunity. Well, maybe you know someone who does, mm-hmm. right? Pass a resume along. Or mm-hmm. if someone like my friend Misty, she's, cut, she's cooking meals on the side or whatever. <clears throat> I went on and I posted it on my social media things to put it out there for her. And hopefully someone will see it and be like, yo, let me buy some stuff. So it creates an opportunity for mm-hmm. her. That's probably one of the most best ways you can lay a path and a foundation for your future is whatever it is you want. Make it happen for someone else. Absolutely. You know what I mean? My calculus teacher used to say that all the time. It was weird. When we first started doing integrals, and I'll never forget this, he showed us an example one time, and then he made us show each. We had to partner up. And oh, I like that. I was like, dude, you gave us one example. What the? And he was like, just work. And he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't respond. He was like, just work. Show each other how to do it. And at the end of the class, we had block scheduling back then. If you don't know what that is, instead of having like seven classes like most schools do, mm-hmm. you have you would have eight, but you'd have four on one day, four on another day, and each class was like two hours. Mm-hmm. So for an hour and a half, two hours, we're sitting in the classroom trying to teach each other this thing he showed us in five minutes. And then eventually, somebody had a piece of it that they got. Somebody else had a piece of it that they mm-hmm. got. And then 25 of us came together, and we started to get it. And his his whole thing wasn't trying to teach us integrals that day. It was that lesson. It was like the best way to learn how to do something yourself is to teach someone else how to do it. Right. And because in that teaching, they're going to have a piece that you need to either confirm or reaffirm or whatever it is for you to really wrap your head around it. And I've, I've tried to live by that a lot. 
um, because I've, I, I can pinpoint numerous examples of, of moments where I've been thrown in a situation where I had to teach somebody something that I didn't have a full grasp on myself, and weird things happen. Like, oh, man, that was amazing. And then I get introduced to somebody else because I, I look like this wizard for knowing stuff. And then I admit, hey, I really, you know, I, I showed them what I could. And then it turns into a job opportunity. Right. Or I take over a contract for somebody else. Like these mm-hmm. things are, I mean, it's it really does come down to not being afraid to make yourself look crazy if you don't know. But help somebody where they are from where you are. And their appreciation may be that door opening for that next step. Yeah, and there isn't always a check attached. It, no. That's the thing. And that's one of the biggest things that we are trying to instill in our interns right now. And, and it is difficult. I'm, and I'm not blasting my people. Actually, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm saying it's not their fault. No, you know, it's because not. it's the world's fault. Yeah, they're they're in a they're they're coming up in a time right now where they just don't. <laughs> no, it's not that a check needs to be attached these days. <laughs> yeah, period. And I was talking to um, the girl who's doing my PR. I said, if you grew up when I was coming up, the interns now and are just so polar opposite. It's not even funny. I mean, the world was different. The re- the reason why I got my job at Sony mm-hmm. was one because you know Tasha was doing A&R admin or admin work for this guy Mac okay. who had a joint venture with Sony she she said you know I was a writer so she was trying to get me connected with him because I was a writer but instead I went in and I just helped him with stuff I was filing all the songs that came in sure. I literally created a database so that if we wanted to pitch songs to music and film you can type in up tempo male pop yeah you do metadata and all the metadata right on. Before I even knew Before what that was. What it was yeah. and so all those song titles would come up. I created that database for them and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff for free. I, and matter of fact, and I did it with no expectation. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this so he can sign me. Mm-hmm. I'm, none of that stuff. I was just doing it, one, because I liked being in an environment and I just knew he was a good guy to know. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, my reward was going to be he knows me by name, right? Mm-hmm. Well, long, lo and behold, when uh, when uh, Jody Graham Dunnett called and said, look, we're going to go ahead and put you in an office in Atlanta, but we'll need someone to run the Sony side of it all. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you have someone in mind. Without skipping a beat, he said, I got the perfect guy for you. I beat out vice presidents and exe- executive vice presidents of other publishing companies oh. simply because of the relationship, right? right? Circle. Mm-hmm. And because I not so much provided an opportunity, but at least I provided a service. Mm-hmm. Basically, that I gave. Right. Right. Out of just benevolence, if you will, or just whatever. And it came back to me, which brings me to my next point too. stop trying to figure out how your opportunity is going to come. Oh, dude. You know, and stop trying to manipulate them, too, because we do that, too. Well, I'm not going to I won't say stop trying to manipulate them. Mm. Do what you can while not expecting where it's going to come from. But don't manipulate. So here's the key. Can I give you a perfect example of that? Yes. And now this partially is going to come to where my faith is concerned. Okay. Right? Because a lot of times we're like, oh, I'm going to just let God, right? Yeah. Yeah. We still be trying to tell God and make God know how to do it. So like with this whole attorney thing. Okay. I said, Father, just, I said, just, just bring us to the right attorney for us. Mm-hmm. Now, we've narrowed it down to three. You know, two of them are literally the best in the state. And then I got the giant killer who's a, this national, they call him a historic his, his name is historic type of thing. So I'm like, wow, who do we trust? Well, this guy, they, he called us first himself. I'm like, I like him. He's who we're gonna, he, this is who we're going to go with. So I sent him everything, but he, I haven't heard back yet. Mm-hmm. The giant killer, they took the longest. But now once I talk to him, he's like, all right, we can send you an agreement. We're ready to go. 
I'm like, oh my God, who would I go with? So I started, and this is the manipulation part. Mm-hmm. I started to call the attorney who introduced me to attorney number two and say, hey, this other attorney's reaching out to me. We really want to talk to Rob. Is there any way you can call him? This is me now trying to direct it. When I said, all right, God, I'm going to just let you do it. So I did everything I was supposed to do. Communicate with them, send them everything they needed. And each one of them, they said, okay, we will be back in touch with you. We will call you back. That was the last thing said. So for me now to go in and try to get them to go ahead and call me back sooner, that's what I put under the level of manipulation. I'm trying to manipulate. And think of manipulation is not a bad word. No, no, not at all. I'm just trying to coerce the situation. No. I'm trying to direct it in my own power. And where Sometimes and things need that nudge, though. Sometimes <laughs> they may. But and I'll, I must admit, I am kind of leaning more towards the people of faith here a little bit when you do that kind of stuff. Like when you truly going to do the whole let go, let God, let the frick go. Mm-hmm. Do everything that's in your power to do, but then don't try to make stuff happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to share two stories. And I... <clears throat> This is where my you you have to manipulate things sometimes. I got my my first job in CBS was almost the exact same way. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with I, I was a music producer, audio primarily. I did some video on the side and I had a, a partner who did video. I got my first internship with CBS because I produced a commercial for them, mm-hmm. video. Like they needed some stuff that I was working with another client. Mm-hmm. Um that came about because they didn't have anybody in. Everybody wants to be an audio guy. Everybody wants to be a mixer. Everybody does music production. And my thing was, you, you got to have other chinks in your armor. You, you got you got to have other things that you can offer. So I started getting into video and, and design. So I, at the very least, I could speak the language. Diversify. Like, exactly. Diversification. <laughs> um, so that's where that first job came from. You know, 50 people came in. Uh, 49 of them only did audio. One guy was really, really good at audio and also knew some video stuff. And I did some free video stuff for CBS, which was enough to get me in the door. And then other things started happening. Mm-hmm. Somebody calls out of work. Hey, we need somebody to cover an air shift. You want to talk on the radio? I'm sorry. What? Uh, yeah, talk. Right. Sure. And then, you know, here we are 13 years later. The story I want to share about manipulation is how I got the job at V103. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reggie Rouse is a legendary program director in music. Um, V103 was the largest. It still is the largest urban radio station in the southeast. A lot of stations design their playlists, their their programming philosophy, their promotion philosophy after how V103 functions. Mm-hmm. I knew I met Reggie one time because he was our senior vice president when I was at CBS in Orlando, um, when I was at 102 Jams. So I met him one time there, but I, I don't think he ever remembered me. I met him again when I was working for Ian at Drift City. Mm-hmm. We had a meeting with him up there. Mm-hmm. He didn't remember that either. When I was producing the Rick and Jamie show at 92.90 Game, Ryan Cameron's show had fallen from number one, number two to like seven. Mm-hmm. And they were making some changes. They, they, v can't be not number one. Mm-hmm. That's just what that is. Um, I could have easily just said, hey, man, I'm a dope producer. You see what I did? We started a radio station up here. We were number 25 in the market. We are now the number one sports station here. I am producing the number one sports show on this station with two of the most charismatic uh, talents in the city. They don't gel without me. I could have done that and left it alone. People were applying for that Ryan Cameron producer job from everywhere. Mm-hmm. They had thousands of applications for that. Had I not manipulated some things, what'd you do? Gone uh, <laughs> some of the things I'm not gonna say. No, well, um, um, one of the main things that I can say, <laughs> I'll tell you offline some of the stuff I did because uh, I don't want to incriminate anybody. I um. 
Reggie shared something with me one time about what his ultimate goals were. He, he's been a programmer in music forever. He wanted to move to be an executive in television. And I told him, I was like, dude, one day you're going to leave. I want your job. And I meant that. Like, I didn't just come here just to produce sports. I wanted to get closer to him. So I started hanging out with him. When we were finished post-production, I would go sit in Reggie's office. We'd talk shop. Um, I would sit, literally sit over his shoulder and watch him program music. I would listen to him take meetings over the phone, hear how he handled new artists. Um, I would sit in on Music Tuesdays when artists would come up to V, play their music for him. He'd give them actual critiques and feedbacks. Me spending that time with him one-on-one built a bit of a relationship. Right. Nobody else had access to doing that. He could see my work because my station was killing it. My show was killing it. Me as a producer, the content I was writing, the, the bits that we were writing, the jingles that I was producing, that stuff spoke for itself. It was that intangible stuff, that right. building that relationship aspect. That's the manipulation part. I almost decided not to do this stuff, though, because mm-hmm. I felt like maybe I'll be coming on too strong. Maybe, I mean, I'm already in the building. He knows I'm here. If I just start hanging around, then I'm looking thirsty. And I was like, nah, bro. I need to make sure I crush everybody else's opportunity. See, to I don't here. know if I would put that. It's, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. It's okay. going to be super blurry okay. because I can see why someone say that's manipulation. But I, I don't know if I would classify that as manipulation. This is, okay, again, Stone Dictionary. Mm-hmm. This is where I think manipulation falls is when you do things, when you try to make things that are otherwise out of your control when you try to control things that are otherwise out of your control. Absolutely. Like that's manipulation. To me, I think that was being savvy and being clever. It's totally in your control to create being, it to create a net, to create a relationship with somebody. Uh, right? who, who just did this? Was it Rick Ross that just did this? I can't remember. Oh, no, it was a fat, I think it was Fat Joe. Fat Joe said, <laughs> Oh man, I don't want to misquote him. He said that Sean P. Diddy Combs is he didn't call him shady, but he might as well have called him uh-huh. shady. And he told a story about like the 2000s when Diddy was throwing all of the million dollar parties. Mm-hmm. And they were just going to the party because he would pay for everything. You just mm-hmm. come to the party, you have fun. And they're like, oh man, Diddy taking care of us, man. Yeah, we'll throw the Sean John on. He paid for all of that stuff. Then they put on the Sean John stuff and got into music videos, dancing with the Sean John stuff on, shouting Diddy out, letting Diddy pop up in the background. He asked for none of that. But because of the parties that he threw, they're like, man, this dude cool. Man, he was getting some free promotion from them. That's manipulation. All of that stuff was out of his yeah. control. Any, that's savvy, but that's anything. It, savvy literally is just a fuzzy word for manipulation. No, yeah, and, that's, and, and, that's why I said this is going to be super blurry. It's going to be super blurry. I had access to the person that had the job offering that everybody wanted. No, I get it. You just manipulated it. Thank you. A little for better, saying right? The word that's, for it. But that's why I said it's great. It's totally great. And, but that's it's like the a, thing. That, that's that's why I say you have to. When you see those opportunities, if you sit, if how I about this? That, how about this? I shouldn't say don't. Maybe I should say when when it comes to opportunities, don't try to manipulate the situation, but don't try to manipulate it unscrupulously. Well, I mean that's a different. That's okay. Then you know what I mean like for like. I'm with you. I don't know because I'm of I'm such of the mindset of if it's for me, I'm gonna have it. As long as I, I know, do, and as I, long as I do what I'm yeah. supposed to be, and I'm doing. not of that, and so I, I, and that's where we. Because start. the thing is, if it's not for me, here's the thing, I said, if it's for me, I'm a have it. Uh-huh. Not that if it's for me, I can't get it or whatever. No, sure, I know exactly. What so the thing is, I don't want something that's not for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want it because now I'm inviting. Instead of inviting a blessing into my life, I'm inviting like <laughs> chaos and the curse and all that kind of stuff. Let's just say, let's just be stop being ambiguous. I don't want a chick. 
just because I can get her because she's attractive. But if she's not the right chick for me, I don't want her. I mean, you are inviting. You already know what that comes with. If it's the no, wrong, I, I wrong do. But I mean, person. I, this is the thing. I, Female I, for our, those that are our perspectives are different with that because I don't. I don't chick. live with the anything is for you mentality. What do you want? If you don't want it, don't get it. If you want it, go get it. That's and how many people have gotten what they wanted and that thing ended up being horrible for them because well, but, it wasn't well, no, for them? That, that's not what that is. That's the understanding of what it is. Is it's, it's people looking forward to the end result as opposed to enjoying the chase or the journey, as I always talk about. I work for stuff all the time, and I, oh, I have come to the realization that nine times out of ten, the end result of the stuff I work for, it has nothing to do with it. It's me going through it to get to it. It's me conquering stuff. It's adding that notch on my belt. It has, okay. it has very rarely has anything to do with the end result. So most people, what are you, why are you looking confused? Because I'm listening to what you're saying. Go ahead. Keep going. Because sometimes I find that I hear what you're saying, but I don't really listen until I hear the podcast. And then you go back and listen to it. So I'm trying to listen to what you're saying. I'm like, why are you looking so confused? Remember because you say I always cut you off? You, you so I'm do, trying to listen. I, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm it, trying to listen. It took a four-week hiatus. <laughs> I'm trying to listen. No, most I think most people are, they get hung up on the reward as opposed to the journey towards it so it's not so much the thing wasn't for you you put your weight on the thing as opposed to the process of getting the thing but don't the things that we want we want them because of the result no not like, always. Like, it doesn't work like that so for that's, example that's that black and white thing that you do that's but, not but i'm thing. but i'm trying to figure out like say a job there's a certain job you want i don't all right, let's say Sony, right? Uh -huh. Now, granted, Sony worked out for me. I liked it, right? But let's say I wanted this job at Sony. Mm. I didn't say, hey, I want the job at Sony because I want to enjoy the journey of getting into Sony. I don't know anyone that makes the decision like that that has a list of what they want. And that's what's wrong that with reason. you humans. Y'all not deep enough. Y'all no, so stuck the, on the not, surface level stuff. You and don't here's the say. It's enough. not to say you shouldn't enjoy the journey. I'm not saying don't. But that's not the reason why they want it. Because you say whatever it is you want, go get it. Go get it. Well, I don't say, hey, that's what I want. I'm going to go get it so I can enjoy the journey. So here, so, I don't no. know anyone that's that like that. Well, you, I know, want, you know me, Danny. The thing is, <laughs> I want the job at Sony for the end result. Because of what it will put, the position it will put me in. Because that's the reward of the job. That's why I want it. That's actually the journey. But okay. I'm, I'm looking at well, it. It's, it's a journey in the journey of your life. But, but I mean, that's... But I'm sorry. But, for, but, yeah, but things are saying. in chapters. See, this is my thing. Majority of the people say they want things and don't understand why. I can I'm gonna use I can my, attribute I'm going to use my wife as, as an example that. of this. And this is going to get me killed. I know it's going to get me killed. When we moved here... Both of us did not want children. Neither one of us. Mm -hmm. I still don't. So this is... <laughs> Please don't pay play this for Micah. No, I love my son to death. I didn't say you don't. Just love don't let Micah death. hear that. But that doesn't mean... <laughs> Until he's grown. Doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that that changes. So there's no the father that. fracture. You, you can't flip that switch. It doesn't change. <laughs> um, my wife went through some stuff. And her response to going through that stuff was, I need a baby. Okay. Now, from my perspective... I see this as, no, you don't want a baby. You're unhappy for some other stuff. You're chasing some fulfillment. Mm -hmm. You need to understand why you feel unfulfilled because okay. the knee-jerk reaction to a baby, you don't, I don't think you're thinking about what comes with that. Right, I'm agreeing with you. Because at that time, her acting career was sputtering a little bit after she had a lot of success. And I'm like, what you're realizing is you're experiencing your first bout of failure. Mm -hmm. You need to work through that to get back to feeling successful again, but you're trying to fill it with something else. You fill it with this thing you think you want, that goes away. 
And okay. three years into us having a baby, she realized it because the first two years after she got back on her feet and all that stuff, she's tried to continue to go to acting classes. She kept trying to, to, mm-hmm. to, and I was like, well, one of us has to make money so all three of us can eat now. So you can't go to acting classes because somebody got to stay home with the baby. <laughs> it ate into what she really wanted. Now, being a mom has become something that she really loves and she really enjoys. But in the beginning, she put what she wanted as a fulfillment trigger to something she felt she was losing. She was trying to fill a void without thinking about everything that comes with it. Okay. Not getting to sleep. Not getting to go on vacations where you want to. No, we can't fly to New York and just have lunch. Like We, we can't just jet down to the beach for four weeks. That right. stuff goes away. I'm hearing in green everything you're saying. I'm trying to figure out what point of mind you're addressing. I lost that part. How do you how do you lose things? Because because I'm so intent on listening okay. to you and I'm agreeing with everything, but I'm like, well, what point? Okay. I'm saying that my he's, my he's point addressing? my point my point I'm getting at is that people think about the end result of what they want right. as what they want. My wife wanted the baby, ignoring everything that came with it. Okay, you don't sleep. You have to work. You lose your freedom to try to do stuff that you want. Mm. Then you start to realize this isn't really what I wanted. I was trying to fill voids for stuff. That's what I'm pointing out that people do. The journey is important because once you understand why you want, we always talk about the why. That's your thing, the why. Yeah. People don't understand why they want stuff. You can't attract something if you don't know why you want to attract it. So, which is why I enjoy the job. I know why I want the things I want. I don't necessarily go after the job just because, oh, it's just that job I want to add to my resume. I'll listen. No. I see every step in between that. These people are involved in that. That's a potential opportunity in that. These branches come for that. I see those potentials, right. and that's why I go through the stuff I go through when I do it. it Most people just say, I want that job. I thought we were disagreeing, but obviously we're not, because you just said what I said, that people go for the reward out of that thing. No, no, no. I did not, I did not say, and I'm going to stop you. I did not say people well, go for the reward. we're done. I need you to rewind that. No. What part? Where, where are we? I know time-wise, because I need you to rewind what, what, what you just No, said. okay. I'm saying that that's what the majority of people do. I'm saying Right. What I'm saying is that's what people need to stop doing. Oh, I get that. But that's I'm just, what I'm I trying say, to make clear. Yeah. Your thing is, I want the job because of that. No, I'm right, right. saying you have to understand why you're doing these things. I agree with you. The awareness thing I pointed out earlier, the attraction thing that I said, things happen when you pay attention to that stuff. Mm-hmm. When you pay attention to why you want something, opportunities are going to come from everywhere because you understand why you want I it. I agree with you 1,000%. I was just stating the fact that, again, we're saying the same thing at the end of the day, that when people say they want something, they're thinking about what that thing will get them in the end, the reward. I'm saying that's what they do. And you're sitting there saying that's what they do too. And you're saying they shouldn't. I'm saying they shouldn't. But you're agreeing that that's what they do. That, yes. And that's all I was saying is that's what they do. Okay, so my thing, let me let me do it, let me do it this way then. <laughs> Welcome back, homie. What? I, no, I'm doing that. Oh, wait. Oh. I'm trying to teach you oh, something. Wow. I'm trying to tell you to stop being a regular person. Stop being one of these individuals that just sees the shiny object. You know, all that noise is going to be all in there. It is. And you just for effect. You stop being a person that sees the light at the end of the tunnel and you're just chasing the light at the end of the tunnel because you want out of the tunnel. It might be a damn train coming at your ass. That's all I'm trying to say. Understand why you're trying to get to the end of the tunnel because it may be backwards where you need to go or it may be a side way out that could be more beneficial. But you're paying attention to you've got tunnel vision because that's what you want. And you don't know why that's what you want. You don't really know what's there, which is like, like I told you, when I reached the pinnacle of my radio career and I got what I wanted, two weeks into it, I realized that's not what I want. So you just said you have tunnel vision. You you don't have you said don't have tunnel vision. Don't pay attention it. to why. Yes. So you, what I'm hearing from you is it's okay to run towards the light, 
but at least know why you're running towards that's the light. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's, yes. that's what we're saying. That is what I'm saying. Okay. I just want to make sure I balance it out. And Absolutely. It. So it is important to have a tunnel. Hey, man. Thank you for coming back over here. Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did you just try to lock fingers with me? I don't know. I, oh, Johnny, I swear, man. You need help. Seriously. So anyway, um, what we were talking about was trying not to manipulate opportunities, but that went into all this. Well, y'all, no, y'all might have to rewind the last no, 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 seven it, minutes but of that's this. That's the thing. That's what I was trying to say. You, you, you start to manipulate those things when you have tunnel vision and then you realize you're manipulating something into something that you don't really sure. want. So rewind. Y'all listen to the last seven minutes. All of, all of it all of it does go together. I When I stopped trying to do that and I started focusing on, I'm, I'm again, I hate to take it back to old, old stuff, but focusing on the journey and the reason why I'm doing this, what experience do I want out of this, it became clearer why I get on the path that I get on to me. Yeah. So I, I, I do everything very deliberately, very meticulously. And I can see those things clear. Again, I could have walked right past Raz last night. Mm. Like he wasn't like he was dressed really inconspicuous. He's like another light skinned dude standing outside. But I mean, you know, again, awareness. And then another opportunity possibly comes up. Not me manipulating anything, just being aware that that's my surroundings. That's my environment. And the path that I set myself on brings you to those things. Right. And in some instances, like, again, I could have walked right by him, got in the car and just drove off. Had I not done some manipulation, some other stuff might not be possible. So you a lot is kind of wrapped up in this because you said don't manipulate stuff. If it's for me, I'm going to have it. And uh, sure. okay, I'm not I don't want to knock anything that makes people feel good about. I I just don't (laughs) subscribe to that. Makes people feel good. I know a lot of people (laughs) that they feel that certain things are for them and then they die without ever getting those. Just because you know me with feelings, though. Just because you feel something don't mean that's what it is. So I'm not in that. I'm well, not a, in that boat. You want to go down that road? No, we don't. Because we've rabbit trailed about 50 times. Rabbit trails are good. They are good. But I don't want to get to this last point. What's the last one? The last point that I wanted to say was. Damn, look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> so another way to attract opportunities. Oh, speak it. Speak it. When I say that, I don't mean run around telling everybody your business. That was my thing. Because on one hand, we did say make it known what you're doing, but uh-huh. that's not getting on social media. Yo, I'm about to do this. Not that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone's talking, you're in a conversation, you guys are talking about what you guys are into, share what it is you're doing. But, yeah. you know, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. But when I say speak it, um, I'm talking about essentially like affirmations type of thing, like yeah. literally speak it. And, and there's a way to do it. You don't speak in the past. The actually, your brain doesn't understand. How do I say it? Because obviously, it understands what's in the past. But when it comes when it comes to that kind of stuff, speaking things, you can't speak in the past, and you can't speak in the future. The brain understands the now. Yeah. So, for example, if I were to say the now, as in the positive, the affirming now, that's where we get the word affirmation. Right? The affirming now. So if I were to say, don't think of an elephant, first thing that pops in your brain is an elephant. Most people, we forget Johnny's an alien. So if I told y'all right now, think of an alien, think of an alien. An alien? Y'all thought thought of an alien. Yeah, right. Alien. Alien. Chances are an alien came into your brain. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So don't say, you know, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be poor or I'm not going to be poor. At the end of the day, your mind's focused on the word poor. What you say is, I am. I am this. I am that. You are poor. You are. I am poor. <laughs> if, if you want to be poor. So whatever it is. So a lot of this, is, but I, I know you guys hear a lot of this, but a lot of people don't understand the science and the, and the stuff behind it. Mm. Your brain recognizes the affirmatives of the now or the affirmation of the now. I am. And it literally, what it does is when you say, I am this, 
it will then your brain will then recognize everything in your body and your life that, oh, wait a minute, we're this. I'm looking around. We're actually not this. Oh, shoot. We need to start doing what we need to do to be this. That's what goes on psychologically and metaphysically. Mm-hmm. That's the word I was looking for before. I got you. That's what's going on. And I have proof after proof after proof after proof in my life of how this has happened to the point where it's beyond coincidence anymore. One of the biggest ones I tell people is our house when we bought our house. You know, we wrote down the kind of house we wanted, down to the square footage, down to the cathedral ceiling, down to the two-story foyer, down to the overlook over the great room, down see to the sunlight stunt, basement. Like, I see how he's stunting on y'all right now? How what? How he's stunting on y'all right now. He just, he, wow, you really just jabbing me today right now. Man, bro, that's a nice house. We had a whole paying. list. Man. Let me tell you something. And, and I've had, seen it. All that stuff is in there. <laughs> and we had the price of what we didn't want to spend over, mm. right? It was 200 back then. It was 200. What found that we were arguing. We found this one house we thought we thought we liked, but then we started arguing and get into a fight because they didn't have a basement. I really wanted a basement, isn't that? So we finally paused. They had houses for 200,000 back then. You said they had what? Uh, I'm just, I'm sorry. We live in an age. I I, I ain't seen a house worth $200,000 in a long time. So we're arguing. So we had the wherewithal to stop. Yeah. You know, again, being people of faith, we're like, you know what? This this, this guy's not in this. There's too much strife. There's too much stress. There's no way in the world he's in the middle of this. So we said, you know what? Fine. So we were driving up South Cobb and said, you know what? Remember that one subdivision, right? We always pass because from the beginning, the type of house didn't look like the type that we wanted. Mm -hmm. Let's just go down there before we go back to the apartment. So we went on, drove down there. We turned into the subdivision, and lo and behold, it kind of went down, and the whole subdivision opened up. The first house you see on the left, it wasn't really the type that we liked. But immediately, we saw the house on the right. It was a stucco house. We said we wanted a stucco house. And so we're like, oh, crap. These are actually nice. And we saw some more. We're like, wow. So we walked in, two-story foyer, overlook into the great room. Cathedral ceiling great room. We said, is this on a daylight basement? He said, yes, it is. So we went down to the basement, daylight basement. We wanted something that wasn't just so blocky in, in structure, right? And you saw the little arches and everything. Oh, I've, you know, back, back then. I saw the architecture. Yeah, and the boy, back, back then, though, it was, no, it was dude, something, right? It's dope And now. so we were like, uh, we was like, holy gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I told her, I said, are you thinking what I'm thinking? She goes, this is everything we said. And so finally, I went to her. I said, all right, we're going to ask how much it is. And she said, I said, how much is the price? She said, what? I said, we'll take it. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I didn't tell you. I said, all I know is what isn't t. <laughs> and I know that t is my limit. <laughs> so immediately we put down an offer, right? Uh-huh. Check this out. She said that, and this is the model home. And she said that it has been slow all week. No one was interested in the model when we left, she it was so much so she called us and said, do you know after you left, we had five people come after you back to back to back willing to make an offer on the home. I said, well, that's great, but it ain't got nothing to do with us because we're going back. <laughs> so, and what's funny is, last, unless, unless they came with a tough. <laughs> right. So the last thing I'm going to close with, the I, hate, I don't want to be too long when it is, oh, the oh, one brother. thing about the house that we don't like is the one thing that wasn't on our list. We didn't think about the whole walk-in closet part. Mm-hmm. And for the bedroom to be as big as it freaking is, the freaking tiny behind closet they gave us is the worst thing. And I told her, I said, you realize this is the only feature that's not on the list. She goes, I know. So anyway, long story short, I have this whole thing. That was thing. a long story. Don't, don't, don't. It is a long story. I like it, though. I, was, I need to feel that. But I have a whole daily increase confession. I shared it with you. I did. I thought it right? was dope, too. Yeah. And we can go through that list. Mm-hmm. And you will see for yourself, like, 
I've seen this happen for you. The mm-hmm. one, the one that says I increase in relationships. I think with us. I tried to remember. And I said, yeah. And I said, I said, I have valuable relationships. I I do business with kings and queens and people in prominent positions. Da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. That's when my friend all of a sudden. Then my friend called me and said, Hey, I go to this Cliffco thing. Remember how I told you about that? Mm-hmm. And everything about Cliffco has lined up with several of my things. And so speaking it is is it's not. <laughs> It's not making a wish, people, because there actually literally is science behind it. Go as simple as the whole experiment when you speak to the plant. Mm-hmm. You water them both. They both get the same amount of sunlight and everything, except one, you berate it, and you speak negative to you. The other one, you, you, uh, you speak love into it. And, you, and it has been done over and over and over again in many school projects that in the same amount of time, the one you spoke negative to, negatively to dies. And the one you spoke positive to lives. Mm-hmm. Now, you can chalk that up to whatever it is you want. I'm going to chalk it up to the fact that plants are living things and they can hear you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Seriously. That's and what it you is. are a living and thing. You, exactly. So you can hear yourself. And energy is a living thing and it can hear yourself. And we no. are going to get into that. It's like for yeah. real, for real. I, so this is my thing. I, we, we don't disagree on that stuff. We, mm-hmm. just, we see it from a, a, different, a different viewpoint. And then I'm going to shut the hell up. Well, I, I'd be interested in what my viewpoint is that's different. Well, no, my, mine is more of a, a macro. Yours is a, in my perspective, it's a bit more micro where it's like, I do this, I do this, I do this. These things come to me. Okay. Mine is more of a macro sense of we live in a universe of probability. Um, they're constructing houses all the time. Y'all's story is dope. So I'm not, finna, mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, undermine mm-hmm. it at all. Mm-hmm. But I mean, one of my wife's clients is an architect. He he's drawing houses and houses being sure. built all the time. There are more of them being built than there are people. Sure. Eventually, you're going to find something you like. If I flip this quarter a million times, eventually I'm going to flip it 100 times heads. And I agree with you. A th- I agree with and you on that. The part that I have to jump in on is when this stuff happens and you haven't done it a million times for no, sure. for probability to play a role. Well, but, and that's the thing. That's, you know, the, you, that's you, when I say, you know what? It comes a point when you have to stop saying coincidence. Well, no, no, no. It, it, and it's not, I don't, I don't, I don't say it's a coincidence. Right. It's what part of the probability are you stepping into it at? Is right. Okay. How I see it. Okay. Um, because I, I've done some things where it's like, okay, this mentally, physically, I wasn't in the right space to do this thing right now. I'm going to back up. Mm-hmm. And then I go and do the exact same thing when I am, and things just happen. Okay. You can call it alignment. You can call it whatever you want to because mm-hmm. you're, you're more in sync with what needs to happen. Um, so, yeah, probability is going to happen. What point you jump into the double dutch, um, that, that, I mean, you know, if I, if I hop into it right now with this swollen right knee, it ain't going to go so good. So, but that still sounds like chance to me. No. Because the part that's out of, out of any kind of control is... You didn't say, okay, I'm going to jump into this part of probability. You had no, you had, if you're going by what you're saying, you had no idea. We, we said it earlier. When does the opportunity come? I don't know. You, we, we don't see future that way. We right. haven't figured out that particular frame of time in the fourth dimensional stuff yet. Right. All you can do is jump into the double dutch at where you are. And the difference between you and I is I feel we have more of an effect on that than you believe we do. No, no, no. no. I think we have a lot of effect on it. A whole lot of an effect. And okay. that's why I always say the way you approach it. So I say, I, I. Are we about to speak English and French and say the same thing again? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> well, you can do like that. You can do that, that and the perspectives can still be different and somebody will still get something else out of it. Like, yeah. I, like I just said, I've gone into things and I was like, I'm just, I'm not in the right spot for this today. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, man, I feel better than I ever have. And it's, you know, it's home runs and grand slams left and right because I'm in a different place. 
the energy that I'm exerting on what I'm doing, the intention that I'm putting on it is actually affecting it differently. So no, 100% we're saying the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't put it into the whole thing of, you know, it's if it's for me, it's for me. No, you can create what you want to be for you. And then the intention you put behind it and the mindset and the energy you bring to it does dictate how it moves. That's Depending how it moves. on if you're in, in that kind of energy state that exactly. day. Exactly. And that's where you and I differ. Right. And, and, that's my, again, and now we're going to go back to my difference between happiness and joy, mm-hmm. my difference between motivation and empowerment. Yeah. And, I, and again, I, I don't splice that. Yeah. Like with deep. joy and with empowerment, you have those things, good day, bad day, good energy, not yeah. bad energy, on day, off day. You are empowered whether you're in the mood to be empowered or not. Mm. You have joy whether you feel like you have joy or not. Happiness is totally feelings based. Yeah. Some days you'll have it, some days you won't. Well, I'm gonna tell Motivation, you. some days you motivate, some days you're not. So I'm that's the this. part where we I'm tell you this. There's some fellas out there, y'all can relate. You know what I'm saying? You you might be empowered. I feel I'm empowered every day. But sometimes, you know what I'm saying, that power just ain't that power just ain't powering like it's powering on other days. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No, she, I don't. But and she and she know it's not power in the way it's power. So something you like, hey, babe. You know what I'm saying? That power ain't there today. But tomorrow, though, tomorrow after you know you don't do the workout first, you save that energy, and then you put that power to work the right Ooh. way. The power comes through the way the power's supposed to be powering. You know what I'm talking about? There was if you, you go back to, if you go back to our earlier podcast, he was me. <laughs> <laughs> we have switched roles. <laughs> The only thing I'm pointing out is that I I don't think being empowered changes. Um, If you've built Mm -hmm. a certain energy, if you've built a certain stamina, um, if you (laughs) you build yourself up to a certain status, that's going to be there. But the way you wield it, (laughs) the motion may not be. Well, the way she wields it, I mean. The way she's right. The way it gets wielded. The way it's wielded. (laughs) You know, we need to wrap this. We need to wrap this. What this? I, I was in. The you do that, of and I'm gonna recap. Go. The way you wield it, the, from from the the place from which you wield it, the energy you bring to your wielding, will dictate. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I knew you were gonna do that. I'm not. Will I'm dicta- not doing it. Will dictate what and how things are attracted to you is is what I was getting at. I, I think I agree with that. I'll know when I listen to this again. So. <laughs> Let's touch on real fast some things you guys can walk away with. Don't, don't touch it. On how to attract opportunity. Yes. One, be excellent and consistent mm-hmm. you know, in the public eye. And again, that means you got to go in the middle of the street. Someone's always watching. So as long as anyone's around, you're always in the public eye. But be excellent and be consistent. That actually will attract opportunities to you. Um, be aware. You know, Be aware of things that seem to be happening more often than not, especially you know things out of the ordinary. But just be aware of and what's then going manipulate on. them as best you can. When right, you- <laughs> uh, upgrade the value of your circle. Absolutely. You know, I used to always say, man, surround yourself with people who make you feel like you're a failure, dude. You know what I mean? So it's the biggest driving factor. Yeah, it, it makes you want to strive. Oh, I, 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 let me take that back. From my perspective, it should make you it should want make you feel all right. That way, yeah. you, you shouldn't feel. Yeah, if you got self esteem issues, the, then it yeah. might work the other way. Ain't nothing I can do but how you feel about but you. So, <laughs> so upgrade the value and the diversity of Absolutely. your circle. Um, answer that question: How you're doing, or you know, what's up with you? Don't just give an ambiguous answer. Actually, mm-hmm. answer it. Have the small talk. Again, I'm gonna say it one more time: Opportunity may, may knock, but it needs to know the address. So put yourself out there. What it is that you do, what it is that you have, mm-hmm. put it out there and make it known and what it is you want i mean i oh, I, I i harp say on that. It big time like say oh, that 
Don't don't what it is that you don't want. leave that part out because Thank I mean that, that goes to the whole thing. It really we does. Made our checklist. Thank you. Um, that's that's that setting your thermometer, your barometer, all of that stuff. Like, Thank you, you for you saying know, that. Put that put that out there. Put that um, out there. And I mean, I want to I want to interject this too because I we we kind of glossed over it a little bit. And I mean, I, y'all people that always say I'm moving in silence. I'm gonna be a real G like lasagna. That old, the old Lil Wayne lines. The act of you doing that is you speaking on it. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna speak on it, damn it, just speak on it. Like don't all of that coded stuff, and then people asking you, and you're trying to be cryptic. That does nothing but shroud what your actual. So really, it comes down to the spirit and energy in which you say. Exactly. Either you're doing it to kind of floss. You're either being pretentious, or you're doing it trying to sell what you got. Exactly. Um, be genuine. just do it. Just where you're just genuinely sharing. Just, hey, exactly. this is what I got going on in my life. Exactly. Every time I see that from somebody, I just look at. Them, I'm like, so what is it you want me to do with this? How right. do you want? How do you want me to respond to this? Because not something I'm going to ignore it because I know you're asking for my attention as opposed to just yeah, just have a conversation. Yeah, that's it. Simple. Um, provide opportunities for someone else. You know, if you want friends, show yourself friendly. Right? Sea time, harvest, karma, whatever it is you want to call it. Um, provide. Try to find. A, a way to provide opportunities or leads to opportunities yeah. uh, for other people. Um, <laughs> we won't say don't. You can be skillful in your manipulation. <laughs> Just don't be nefarious with it. How about that? Yes, Just like don't that. be nefarious with it. Okay. Like and be, don't stress. No, you said it perfectly. Be savvy. Be savvy. Right. Be savvy. Don't stress. Your, my point here is don't stress yourself out trying to figure out how the opportunity is going to come. That's really the base point I'm trying to drive at, okay? Because the bottom line is you don't know. And I find more often than not that it often comes from the way you least expect it. So stop trying to figure it out. Just do what you're supposed to do and let it come. At certain levels. At certain levels. And then lastly, go ahead and speak it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Go ahead and speak it. Claim that thing. But again, there is a way to do it. Use the current affirmative, I am. Okay, I am. Even though you may not be, you say I am. Those are, there are things that are going to align that are outside of this physical world that are going to start working in your favor and things drawing towards you. Mm-hmm. All right. So hopefully these things will help you guys to attract opportunities to you, and then when they come, be aware so you can take advantage of them. Yeah. And yeah. don't don't say I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Because right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so all that does is make you think about being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Man, hit up the website, uh, uh, lifeonpodcast.com. All of our links and stuff are over there. Uh, if you want to hear me talk longer than I talk right now, uh, come here because this is the only place I talk this much. And good news, we're actually going to add a link where you can actually some, see some of these videos mm-hmm. on the website. Yep. All right, so and we you have can videos on YouTube. and you can listen to me and Stone yep. yell at each other back and forth as long as you want to. Yeah, man. I'm just Johnny Vaughn, J U S T J O N Y V A N. And I am Stone Letter O Letter O Seven. That's Stone O O Seven on Instagram and Stone Zero Zero Seven on Twitter. So I'm gonna repeat them again. Please don't forget to share and the like. We see that some of you guys have been downloading while we were on that one month hiatus. Looking out. Thank you so much for that. But sharing is caring. All right, we love y'all. We're out. Have a good night. Peace.